The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Discover your geeky haven with Twink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Dive in with code WINGEEKS15 to save 15% off your first order at toink.com. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's a Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push... It can be exactly what you need. I'm suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen. Online and ready. And welcome to another episode of... No, this year. No. Yep, yep. <laughs> you, even on the long weekends, it's... Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's an issue. It's an issue. Of Mighty Marvel Geeks. Which we have many. Uh, for this particular episode, it is the intrepid duo because Eric caught some sort of virus. Yeah. Because he decided to go into a sterile section of the lair. Oh, <laughs> uh, you don't do that. Don't go to the sterile place. You'll get infect you'll get infections. <laughs> you gotta go to the non sterile. Right, right. A moldy place. That's where we thrive. That is where we thrive. Yes. There, there's plenty of moldy places in the above ground underwater suborbital volcano layer. To, to find that sterile place is just going to make you sick. <laughs> but uh, check out our homepage, mightymarvelgeeks.net. I know it's behind. We'll get caught up. But have we talked about just how crazy my summer has been? I've had two surgeries. You have. I mean, I know you had quite a few surgeries as well. I, I had two, but my, my two were in a 48-hour period, and that was it. So, you know. So, easier pain management and recovery, which still, right, you know, I don't mean, I, I I sympathize with your recovery. Well, yeah, I mean, and, you know, it was, uh, yeah, the human honesty, body is, yeah. 
<laughs> a delicate thing. Um, I, I would rather. I, I have to admit, if I was going to go, if I was going to go through two medical procedures, I would prefer to have them both back to back, just so that the recovery time is kind of all together, as opposed to having one having some degree of recovery and then having another. Oh, so you're saying you'd rather do it your way than my way? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> in, in a roundabout way of saying it. If if, if, if I had to choose, if, now, if I had the done, other choice would be not to do it at all. <laughs> well, I knew I needed the one. I did not know the, I had the feeling the, I knew I needed the knee done. Right. I, I kind of knew that the foot was going to have to be done. Right. I didn't realize it was going to be so soon. <laughs> so literally two weeks after... My knee surgery, you know, what, when I had my follow-up, I was told, yeah, you're good to drive. Um, and I was going to start my physical therapy for my knee when mm-hmm. saw my podiatrist the next day after my first follow-up. And he's like, uh, yeah, you're still getting the pain. I'm still feeling what I'm feeling in your foot. You're going to have to have surgery. If I had, yeah, kno- I- if I had known, I would have just been, if he had told me two weeks or I had seen him probably three weeks beforehand, I would have been, I'm having knee surgery on the 23rd of June. Let's go ahead and mm-hmm. do the foot on the twenty fourth, right? Since he he does operations on on Friday, all of it on Friday, right? But I don't know if they would have since it was the same leg. Hmm. True. So that's a lot of trauma on one leg at one time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I will tell you, oh man, this foot. So, so are you you still are you still on the good painkillers though? Uh, I stopped taking the good painkillers. Uh, with the knee, I took them for about 24 to 30 hours, starting as soon as I got home from surgery. Right. They have surgery. Now, within, within, let's say, 32 hours, I was done taking the good ones. I was right. doing ibuprofen after. With the foot, mm-hmm. I was taking them every six hours, uh, every six hours, once every six hours as allowed mm-hmm. for about four days, starting with about four or five days, starting with the day I had surgery. I, I can I can relate to that. Yes. And and then afterwards I went to ibuprofen only mm-hmm. and then took um was taking the good painkiller at night to help sleep. Yeah, I can relate to that. Uh and then probably last week, sometime last week, uh I'll say about a week ago is when I stopped taking them at night. I okay. took the I took the last one maybe on my birthday last week. Mm which was last Wednesday, 24th. Right. So maybe. Oh, man. Actually, no. Well. Surgery was on the 12th. Yeah, it's been about a week and a half, almost two weeks since I've stopped taking the the good. But last Friday, I was about to make, I was was getting stuff ready to make dinner, Mm -hmm. and I had a frozen one-pound block of (laughs) bison land on my foot. And I'm going to say it was the foot that I had surgery on. You had to have taken something for that. Oh, I took ibuprofen. I did not take a painkiller. Oh, my gosh, dude. Oh, man. But uh, the next day on Saturday, I ended up taking a muscle relaxer because I was having spasms like crazy. Oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I debated since Eric's feeling under the weather, sending him a picture of my x-rays. Uh, you, I, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, or maybe he could. Maybe he would enjoy a laugh. I don't know. <laughs> well, in the X-ray, you, you see obviously you see the bones, 
Right. Um, and I guess you kind of see where he, where the doctor shaved some of the bones on, on my big toe. Did mm-hmm. you can see the two screws and the pin on my second toe. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, says the guy with two screws in his ankle, but you know. You, you know what? I, I guarantee I, you, I, the screws in my toe are probably smaller than the two screws in your ankle. No, I mean the screws. My now, I've had these screws in my ankle since I was sixteen, seventeen. So now, here's a crazy thing: when the day that I, I have something happened that in all the years of me having these two screws. Never happened. I, I had doc, I had a doctor tell me that this could happen, but from you know sixteen, from from sixteen to fifty one, uh-huh. it never happened until you know until the, this last visit. I entered the hospital. I entered the emergency uh, room and well, the the ER area and you know they have like the um did you set off the metal detectors i set off a metal detector dude i had never set off a metal detector i've flown i can't tell you how many times i've gone to shows i've gone to concerts and you know they do the whole sweep and all that stuff this is the first time ever that the screws in my ankle set off the metal detector it was crazy I know with Melissa, she has a stent in her leg mm-hmm. as of a procedure, and they gave mm-hmm. her a card saying, you know, she's got metal for her to show. So I'm right. wondering <laughs> next week after I get the pin out, I'm, I'm going to be asking, do I need a card to show that I have metal in my foot? And you might have to, man, especially with how sensitive the. Uh, oh, the, uh, you, know, you know, I'm in college. I've been working in a scene shop and I had, and we've been working with around metal, you know, mm-hmm. drilling into metal pipes and whatnot. I had some metal shavings embedded in the soles of my shoes. I'm going through what, through Washington Dulles airport. Mm-hmm. I'm in a wheelchair. They had me go with the crutches. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the wheelchair, I guess with this metal detector, the, the wheelchair was fine. Didn't set it off or no, they had me walk through. They asked if I could walk through. I said, yeah, I could, I can limp through. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So they rolled me up to the metal detector. I walked out, walked through the metal detector because they had another wheelchair waiting for me on the other side. Right. My crutches went through x-ray. As soon as I came through, they go, okay, um, we need to check you out. Wow. I'm like, uh, why? Because you set off the detector and we're not going to make you go through again. So we're going to go ahead and wand you. I said, okay. They go, do you mind if we have someone help hold you up? So no, go ahead. Do whatever. Uh, roll. Uh, here was the lesson here compliance mm-hmm. so i just want to make my flight try and get right. down to my plane the so the agent who was with me uh from the airlines who was taking me to uh to my gate told me up they wand me they go they, they checked all my body down did around my body they go um okay you're good here but so, you set something off we're gonna put you back in your chair we want you to lift your feet up wanded the top of my foot as soon as he went mm-hmm. down the bottom he looked it went off, and he happened to see the metal sliver sticking out of the sole of my foot. Ah. Sole of my shoe. He goes, okay, you're good. I'm like, what was it? He goes, you got metal shavings in your, in your soles of your shoe. I'm like, oh, yeah, I work in a scene shop in college. Right. Yep, you're good. Okay. Enjoy your flight. <laughs> One piece of metal shaving. That was barely sticking out of the shoe. Right. This. I mean. This metal. But then again, Desert Storm had just started. Right. So, yeah. 
So did I Man. expect an airport near the nation's capital to be that sensitive? Yeah, but I didn't realize it was that sensitive. Right, right. Absolutely. If it was any other airport, I wouldn't have set it off, but there I would have. Yeah. So Right. Um, so like I said, getting back, check out the homepage. Man, that was a big tangent. That was a long <laughs> tangent. Eric would be proud of that tangent. Yes. Um, check out the homepage, mightymarvelgeeks.net. Uh, on the right-hand side is our affiliates. Uh, supporting them supports us. Uh, the two that I'm going to highlight, Itty Boomers. Use code WeebyGeeks for 15% off your purchase. for great Bluetooth speakers. Uh, love mine. I have Iron Man with me at work that I use, and it's, I have it set to connect to my laptop. So if I'm at a stage, um, not that I... I don't like my speaker on, on my P, on my laptop. I mean, it's a decent speaker. Right. But I'm in areas where there's a little extra noise mm-hmm. and the speaker's up all the way. If I'm not using, like if, if I'm at one of my booths, there's a thumbtack or, or, a, tea, or a cup hook behind me on the wall behind me, mm-hmm. just high enough that I can hang Iron Man and he's right there just above my head. So I have a, a speaker fairly close to my head to listen to the show. And I don't have to worry about it being too loud. If I really need quiet, of course, I use my my Bluetooth head, headset from Aftershocks right. or now Shocks, which is a great company. But uh, the other code is uh, WinGeeks15, which is from our good friends and sponsors, uh, Toink at Toink.com, T-O-Y-N-K.com. And uh, we started two weeks ago with our pick of the week and um, our Toink pick of the week. You know, you two can get with Wing Geeks 15, 15% off. And Kylan, what's your pick this week? My pick this week is the Marvel Nick Fury Electronic Needle Gun Prop Replica. Uh, this is from their museum museum replica line. Uh, this is based on the uh, the 1960s design from uh, Nick Fury Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. series. Uh, it's a metal pistol. It has the weight and feel of the real thing. Uh, there's a removable clip that holds two AAA batteries, uh, which actually powers the pistol. Uh, there's a power-up button on the side that activates the gun. And a blast sound and a bright light emanate from the barrel when the trigger is pulled. Now, if you're looking, when you go to the site or, and you look at this, uh, this in this really attractive box. It looks really good. With the old school shield badge uh, or emblem inside of it, um, so I mean it's it's a it's a prop replica. Uh, if you're if you're really into the old uh, Nick Fury Agent of Shield series and you loved all that 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 sixties spy. Uh, type of stuff. This is a great addition to your collection. Me, I love all things Nick. <laughs> all all things Nick. So MCU, old school, I'll be honest with you, I even have a special place in my heart for the uh, the Hasselhoff movie. Yeah, I said it. So, you know what? This is right up my alley. And, you know, um, it's, it's a wonderful slightly pricier items so at 15 percent off would make uh make this a really attractive purchase oh yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. and trust me i know i've used the discount a couple times for some stuff it it's it is worth it mm-hmm. 
it very much is worth it. Yes. So, um, so yeah, check that out. Of course, we'll have it up on Instagram uh, in a couple of days after the show releases. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? If you treat yourself and you get it now, you should get it in time before Thanksgiving. So, you know, oh. if you have family members, huh? You'll have it before you'll, you'll have it before the end of September. Oh, well then there you go. And you know, you can um you could uh dress as Nick Fury for uh, Halloween or, you know, keep it near you so that, you know, when family members start getting on your nerves, you can like point at them and, you know, shoot a little ray of light, but in your heart, you just, you know, tranquilize them with the needle gun. No, either one, whatever. It's all good. Very true. Um, (laughs) So we're recording. Usually I don't give date that we're recording. Today deserves it. We're recording on September 1st. Mm -hmm. Do you know what September 1st is? Meteorological uh, autumn. Okay, sure. <laughs> I, I had my first pumpkin pumpkin spice latte today, so you know. In the case of Marvel comics or even comics <laughs> in general, it's okay. It's Letterer Appreciation Day. Letterer Appreciation Day. Yes. I mean, I I, I I'm all for appreciation the le- appreciating the letters. I, I don't mean to sound like they're not important because they totally are. So I just wanted to clear the air with that. Uh, so let's thank the letterers from Marvel. Um, over the course of the month of September, um, Marvel's going to be highlighting or spotlighting members of Chris Eliopoulos's VC Studios, mm-hmm. uh, which I forgot what VC stood for. Uh, virtual Calligraphy. Okay. Uh, and the Marvel, they do all the lettering for Marvel. Oh. And uh, so... Today, we're going to meet the letterers. Oh, these are the letterers who letter for Marvel, who work for VC Studios. Uh, And we're going to say thank you for all that you do. Uh, The letterers are Chris Eliopoulos, Ariana Marr, Clayton Cowles, Corey Pettit, Joe Sabino, Travis Lanham, and Joe Caramagna. Thank you, guys. Uh, Thank you. Uh, As a a reader, uh, as somebody who... You know, is you know, still picking up the uh, the new stuff as well as appreciating the stuff that's already in my collection. Uh, you know, without you guys, I would not be able to get the full story. Yeah, I mean, not not every issue can be the silent issue. Yep, like you know, GI Joe number twenty one. But you know, we we like to have the conversation, and you guys are uh, the reason for that. So thank you. So here's one of the reasons anyway. So there's some letterers lingo, which we may have to use on Joe someday. Letterers lingo? Letterer lingo. Okay. 101. Crossbar. The use of a serif indicates the use of the personal pronoun. Okay. Uh, so the crossbar I in the sentence, I have returned helpless one. I have returned helpless one. Now to your eternal regret, prepare to face the awesomeness wrath of a submariner the crossbar i distinguishes it is a personal pronoun ah okay cool learn something new decorative caps decorative caps are used to indicate a new section or a major shift in narrative they can appear as color bold drop cap or in a different font uh display display lettering display lettering is a stylistically distinct from word or balloon and caption text includes logo text as well as the lettering used for sound effects and signage with its page, within the page's art. Mm-hmm. 
of course, there's bold and italic, which we know, capital letters. Um, the reason why most things are easier for are in capital letters is it's just faster for letters. This is why, like even, and I, I knew this from, from drafting when I took drafting in, in college for, for theater. Mm-hmm. Everything's done in capital letters. One, because of, of the speed. Two, it just looks sharper on the page or on a, on a drafting. It's almost the same thing on a, on a, in a comic as well. Ah, okay. So, um, mixed case. For a brief period in Marvel's history, the company experimented with sentence case topography under the direction of former president Bill Jemis. Letters used lowercase fonts, which were seen as more sophisticated, but required additional room for ascenders and descenders. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, bursts. Uh, jagged edges on a word balloon indicate yelling, screaming, or generally loud speech. Okay. Uh, word balloon is where you find the dialogue at and it's so funny you you've um it it's even called if you use photoshop or uh, illustrator or even i think in microsoft word if you're doing like a pamphlet or whatnot mm-hmm. you uh text squares where you put caps a text yeah. it's called a word balloon even though a lot of times it's it's a square block right it's it's a word balloon so it carries over. Uh, open word, open, uh, open word balloons that extend to the gutter are used to add space to a crowded panel. Uh, Bill Oakley used the technique to create the sense and flow uh, and direction in Walter Simonson's artwork for Fantastic Four three fifty two. I always thought that was kind of cool. Anyway, seeing the word balloons come oh, yeah. off the you know off the gutters. Um, and the gutters is your spacing between panels. Okay. So see, that's all, not, that's all not this a, could that's be a family letters thing. All this could be in an issue, uh, a special issue of uh, or special edition of Marvel Family Feud, and uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, that that would have to be expert edition. Oh yeah, uh, bursts are the jagged edges, yeah, uh, to indicate yelling, screaming, or loud speech. Deflated, a wavy outline could communicate weak speech. Um, whisper, a dashed outline indicates quiet speech. A uh, small text inside a big balloon or a gray border can also represent whispering as well. Uh, broadcast, sometimes called radio balloons. These are craggly lines, line balloons that are designed to give the impression that speech is coming from an electronic device, like a radio, television, or walkie-talkie. Gotcha. Okay. Or, or cell phone. Uh, air. Space between the edges of a word balloon and the interior text is called air. Uh, letterers aim to keep the air tight as a way to preserve space for the artwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, balloon tail, piece of the balloon that stretches towards the speaker's mouth. Uh, join, connection between multiple word balloons used when speech requires more space or is expressing two connected thoughts. Oh. Not balloons. Instead of a tail, you have, these are puffy balloons with maybe bubbles leading to the character. So the balloon tails are the Balloon, little balloons. Like somebody, if somebody is having a thought, like they're thinking about something, then. Yep. Okay. Yep. So as you, our agents, are listening to this, maybe you have that thought balloon going, this may be boring or this may be interesting. Hopefully it's more interesting than boring because it is for us. Right. Um, I, I love, I love knowing the lingo. I mean, it's just like me doing tech talk about you know different you know how we talk in the theater for as a technician you know terminology mm-hmm. we use for right. me this is that type of thing i love that terminology just like disney ease what we say as cast members and then what the fandom uses on facebook two different things mm-hmm. people would be like say what 
Um, so, uh, captions. Caption is the text inside of a box that visually separates from the rest of the panel. So, typically, it's like a, a text box. Uh, first person narration in the early days. Uh, first person narration often occurred in thought balloons that just hovered over a character's head. Uh, now, letters express inner monologues through visually distinct captions. Uh, these boxes, uh, these can include boxes outlined in color, drop shadow, or colored boxes in italic, in italic text. Uh, imanta, term imanta refers to descriptive pictograms that hover near a character to express something about their current emotional state. Um, Spider-Man, Spidey Sense, those are imantas. Yeah. Okay. Uh, speed lines, the lines that emanate from a character to communicate rapid movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, asterisks. A um, means more information can be found later in the book. Usually, an asterisk. There's a caption somewhere else in the bot in the panel that tells you what is what that asterisk's referencing. Uh, double dash. Two single dashes indicate an interruption of a character's speech. Rolexes mm-hmm. mixed randomly mixed letters, symbols, and scrawls to replace obscenities in a word balloon. <laughs> yes, yes. Unless it's Marvel Max, then you just yeah, let them fly. <laughs> uh, ellipses three dots at the end of a sentence communicate an unfinished thought uh, I think that's about where I'm going to leave it for this because the rest are talking about uh, uppercase balloon font character font display font sound effect font uh, yeah that, that that's getting really deep <laughs> oh yeah um, so and of course there are specific like I know uh, I remember Joe saying there are specific fonts for different titles. Like Star Wars has oh, really? a Star Wars has a set of fonts just for different characters in, in the Star Wars type in the Star Wars universe. Right. Like droids has their own uh droids have their own type of font. Okay. Yeah, I've seen that. I've <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that. So And I mentioned to Joe I said I'm a font junkie. Mm-hmm. I would love to have this just for personal use stuff. Mm-hmm. That'd be so much fun. Nope, not going to happen. <laughs> I try to understand. I understand. So, again, happy Letterer's Day to all comic book letterers all around, and specifically to those that we relate to on this show, and that's the fine group at VC, VC Studios, uh, the Marvel Comics lettering team. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to send this li- link to this episode over to Joe so he can forward it on to, Cl- to Chris, because I would love to get Chris on the show. Talk about how VC started. Yeah. yeah, I think, you know, that'd be that'd be really interesting. I will tell you that this is the first time that I have found out what VC stands for. I mean, because you see it in the books, especially like uh, with uh, Joe oh. Carmagna, you know, you see VC there and I'm like. It's, it's uh, usually parentheses VC Joe Carmagna. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, and, I'm, and I, I kept thinking I should know what VC stands for. You know, I, 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 could I never... knew, but I couldn't remember. But thankfully, it was in the article. Awesome. So, oh, yeah. Um, September 1st also means something else. Lego has released their advent calendars. Oh. And there actually is a Marvel Studios advent calendar this year. Last year um, was the Avengers. It was Marvel right, Avengers. Right. I'm like, okay, well, there's no Marvel... Th- Marvel Advent Calendar. When I checked things earlier in the uh, in the summer, there was no mention of a Marvel set. Right. Went and checked today to get things ready because I'm probably going to order in the next couple of days. Because typically we get the Harry Potter one for Zoe. I get the Star Wars one. Uh, Star Wars Zoe gets to pick some of the figures she likes if she likes any, but they're mainly mine. Um, last year, 
uh, with the Avenger set, we we split some of the Marvel minifigs between us. Um, well, this year, surprise, May 1st, or September 1st, Lego did surprise me. There is a Marvel Studios Guardians of the Galaxy advent calendar. Yeah, I see that. Uh, and of course, 24 different Guardians themed or Guardians related mini Lego kits on each day. Um, mm-hmm. There are six minifigs, including Star-Lord, Rocket, Groot, Mantis, and um, Drax. Did I get that right? Star-Lord, yeah. Groot, Rocket, Drax, Mantis, and Nebula. That's your six. Mm-hmm. Uh, mini build models. Playable experiences include a drone, a blaster, a guardian spaceship, a snowman in Thanos' armor, and more. Um, these are great treats for leading up to Christmas. Uh, that's what mm-hmm. the story Advent the Advent calendars are about. Uh, traditionally in the past, it had been chocolate, but then they've developed into other things or depending on cultures and depending on what it is, it could be a different gift. Um, but the, the more, the traditional German Advent calendars are, are chocolate. Right. You get a piece of chocolate each day. Um, of course, you know, the gifts found within the calendar combine easily with all other Lego Marvel building sets. Um, and it helps. So if you have the Daily Bugle, well, bring the Guardians in and you just gradually turn the Daily Bugle into the holiday office. That's true. You could. Or if you have the the Hall of Armor, you could turn that into a holiday scene uh, because it's like some of the tools and whatnot. Because uh, uh, some of the other things in there is uh, there's like a, a hammer, a wrench, uh, a thing of dynamite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, hey, it's great. Uh, a boombox and a Walkman. Um, it looks like a trunk that's got other spare parts in it. Um, a holiday turkey. So you know, stuff like that. I mean, some cool things. Right. All this great to go with. And, and what we do is like the mini the mini models, like the ships and whatnot. We like for Star Wars, we throw that. We actually stuff those in amongst in the in our Christmas tree on the tree branches yeah. as well as as branch toppers. Well, I know that with the uh, the the Avengers one from last year, there was a uh, a mini uh, helicarrier. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow. Okay, so there were a lot of cool things with that one. Like, I, I did. Lo- I love the Christmas tree with the uh, Infinity, Infinity Jewels on it, and I'm just like, is that really wise to do that? But okay, yeah, I'm sure. Fine. Uh, <laughs> This year's Star Wars, there's no mini Millennium Falcon. So he pointed that out to me because I collect the mini fal- the mini Falcons from the Advent right. calendars each year or try to. And, and Is there the, many uh, X-Wing or anything like that? Uh, the Bad Batch ship. Uh, there's a mini ATST, a mini uh, B-Wing okay. and TIE Interceptor as well. So, yeah, there's a few minis, mini ships. Yeah. Uh, Land speeder, uh, the speeder that you see in uh, Moss Eisley that's fully enclosed. Yes. That looks similar to the one that's in the uh, garage at the Lars Homestead. Um, but I don't know how long these are going to be on sale. Uh, the advent calendar is forty four ninety nine on Lego.com. So go check it out. But over at Best Buy, apparently they have the Marvel Legends Modoc figure for twenty five ninety nine. That's nearly 50% off the original $49.99 list price. Better go jump on that. Whereas other retailers still have it in stock, that still have it in stock, are selling it for around $52 to $53. If I had the spare money, I'd be ordering this. But I have no birthday money left over, so I'm not ordering it. 
<laughs> man, this was a set that I wanted to order. It's a, it's a, it's a gorgeous looking set. It's a gorgeous piece. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I'm looking up the, looking it up right now because it's Modoc in his chair and flames from his chair, so it's holding him up. Uh, comes with a change of face and a change of hands as well. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's that's not bad. It's not bad at all. It's a nice set, right? It's a it's a nice piece. If we're half off, almost half off, oh yeah, so worth it. Uh, but note, find something else on the website for another ten, twelve bucks, and you get free shipping. Ah, because they ship for free over thirty five dollars if you're not a Total Tech member. So, so see what else is what other deals. Who knows? There may, uh, or you could order it online and do free store pickup if your store will will do it. So, um, so yeah, hop onto that. Oh, yeah. And then I also got a press release from Hasbro about uh, their holiday lineup or or what they're going to be pushing big for the holidays this year. And the okay. Marvel offerings is or are Marvel Spidey and his amazing friends, Spider Crawl Er dash Er. This is from the Disney Junior show. Right. Uh, it's an exciting two-on-one superhero playset that converts into a rolling vehicle into a two-foot-tall HQ. So in tower mode, you could plan missions at the command center, stage a music show, swing on the web arm, and more. Uh, pull out the ramp and Spidey speeds down on the included motorcycle. Uh, next up is the Spider-Man Super Web Slinger. It's a great add-on for any costume. Uh, I guess it's uh, it comes you know, perfect add-on for to a Spider-Man costume or any superhero costume. You press a button on the web slinger to release web. So kids can imagine their Spider-Man blasting villains and saving the world. Uh, it also includes a can of web fluid. It also works with water for twice the webtacular action. Oh, okay. So once the web fluid runs out, use it like a water gun. Which is cool. Right. Uh, next up, Marvel Legends series. Black Panther Premium Electronic Roleplay Helmets. These are very similar to the Marvel Black Series helmets from Star Wars. Uh, it's a one-to-one scale rep- reproduction of Black Panther's helmet, as seen in Black Panther. Uh, trigger the flip-up, flip-down lenses and the movie-inspired light effects, and imagine Black Panther s- springing into action. Hmm. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Be a nice shelf piece, too. Oh, yeah, because I, I wouldn't wear that. <laughs> I, I have an X-Wing pilot helmet, and I can mention that because, you know, Marvel does have the Star Wars comics. Right. But I, but I have an original trilogy. It's actually Luke's X-Wing pilot helmet. Uh, I got it from our cast discount shop, mm-hmm. uh, and it was in the super discount area because it doesn't have the microphone, the mic boom. And if you watch the movie, apparently Hydra's trying to mess with us. Stand by, folks. I'm going to take a quick break to try and get Kylan back on the line. See if we can fight through this Hydra mess. You guys won't know the difference. So, alrighty, folks, we're back. It's one of those few times that Friday or Thursday let Hydra slip through. Uh, Thursday, were you were you napping? I'm not a schwaffle. I didn't say that. Or is every everything okay with the system now? Hail Hydra! Just kidding. All right. Yes, if she's feeling um, sassy, it must be okay. Oh, hello, gentlemen. Yeah, she's feeling sassy. <laughs> Working on a secret project, are we, gentlemen? Oh, we're just trying to do that. Try and do another issue like we usually do on Thursday nights. Thursday. So uh, to wrap up the Hasbro stuff, um, they also have uh, 
Marvel, Le- they're also highlighting the Marvel Legends Black Series, uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever figures, uh, Nahia, Akoya, and uh, Namor, which we've talked about these figures in the past. Yeah. Uh, when they were announced. And these are great figures. Uh, there's also the uh, Black Panther classic comics figure as well. It's the, the Marvel Legends figure that has the look from the comics. Oh, cool. So, yeah. So that's where we're at with that. Um, trying to see if there was anything else. Uh, oh, that's pretty much it there. Because, yeah. gentlemen, it's time for the Fantastic Four takeaways. Yes, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Island, we got this week's episode of um, She Hulk. So it's yep. this week's issue of Legal Damages. Yep. I'm trying to remember uh, what the name of this episode was. The People versus Emil Blonsky. Thank you. I'm glad you caught that. Um, so, as usual, we even though it's just two of us, we're still going to do our four takeaways. And if there's any honorable mentions, we'll hit that at the end. Yes. So, um, number four. Kylan, start us off. Uh, number four for me, and this isn't like when isn't like in order of like one of least importance or most importance. This is just what, what came in my head. So number four, how brilliant an attorney is Jen. Just uh, looking at the way that, uh, you know, she, she was uh, given a difficult case uh, that involves, you know, um, Emil Blonsky, AKA abomination uh, who escaped jail uh, and under really interesting circumstances. And uh, she she took all of the off-the-wall um, issues that were involved with this, and she managed to craft a case that uh, it, it, it got – basically she defended her client well. Um, that was, um, it was, it was really interesting to see her, you could see her thinking on her feet, like even with like, you know, especially even with, um, with Wong being late, she was still trying to think, how can I make this work? How can I make this work? And I I thought that was awesome. It was, it felt like, uh, it, it really felt like a lawyer show at that point. And I, and I like that part of it. I did so. Which leads to my number four, which is <laughs> slightly before when she breaks the fourth wall, talking about this is a lawyer show. We don't have these cameos. We we don't have <gasps> was it like well placed cameos or celebrity cameos or something like that? Yes, in the show. Yes. Um, except for okay, my brother, my cousin Bruce, Titania, uh, Emil, Emil Blonsky, and Wong. Okay, well, never mind. You know what the show's about. <laughs> I'm like, oh. And and I, I love it. the fact that she was driving and she just turned around. She turned to the side, let go of the yeah. wheels, like, okay, breaking fourth wall. We know now she's in, in a prop car. Right. And as soon as she turns, and you notice when she turned, and I caught a continuity error with this. So I was shot two different takes. After she turns back forward to look out the front of the car through the windshield, mm-hmm. when she turns, and both hands were let go of the wheel. She turns right. back and there's and the sentence flows seamlessly. Right. Her left hand's on the steering wheel again. 
Right. It's like, ah, it's a little quick for that hand to be on that steering wheel. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, this was two takes. Sorry, I happened to catch that. Mm-hmm. So, but no, I absolutely dug that little sequence there. Go, oh, we don't have cameos. Well, except for in, in, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> number three. Well, okay. So my number three goes uh, with your number four because I was taught, I called it comic style for uh, fourth wall breaking. Because it, it felt just like if you're reading a comic and she's just turned around like, you know, or, or and, and there was something else that she did where I don't think like she almost came up. I don't know. There were a couple of times where she broke the broke the fourth wall. Yeah. And and it's like it's at the point now where they're just legit totally having fun with it. It's not. It's not like, oh, this is something. No, this is something novel. Or something new. Is something wacky. It's like, this is a show. This is what we do, mm-hmm. and they just they just full on embraced it, and I'm just loving it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, 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 that's one of the things I'm loving about the show. Um, my number three, the sub story, the subplot in this episode, <laughs> Dennis, performer, <sighs> her, her, the. The guy, the the male attorney that we meet at the very beginning of the series, mm-hmm. uh, cocky then is coming to GL K and H to to sue someone who we come find out is a shape shifting elf from New Asgard. So falls yep. under the superhero department, the superhero legal team, mm-hmm. and uh, just the whole thing involving that trial and and the case for all that just absolutely loved. Hmm. Yeah, it and was, how Jennifer walks in and he's like, uh, yeah, no, 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 can't do that. Too much history. Can't. No. And then the other one, well, she's on the superhero legal team as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have that. You know, no, can't do that because she's a 10 and could be my future fiance. Can't, uh, she can't. No. <laughs> she's like, cool. <laughs> I'm out anyway. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. This dude is. <laughs> oh. That was great. That that was awesome. Like, yeah, like, dude, are you for real? Like, honestly, I would not want to be his attorney. Although, that right there was somebody. That was some. That was some some genius lawyering right there because you took what could have been what could have been a a weakness and turn it around to be the thing that helps win him the case. So you know. He, you're gonna you're gonna love this uh, comparison that I'm about to give. Uh oh. Okay. He is the Marvel Dan Fielding. Yes. Yes. Court. Yes. Yes. Do you, yeah, because because Dan, Dan would believe that he could that he was dating Megan the Stallion. Dan could believe would have believed anything. He was just that desperate of a man. Yes, Great attorney, yeah, but yeah, desperate of a man. Oh gosh. Oh. So yeah, Dennis. And, you know, and Dan was a DA, so there you go. <laughs> Dennis and Knight. Or Dan, DA. Dennis is like Dan Felding. Felding. God. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. You, you you say that to Dawn, and I bet you she'll laugh. She probably will. I'm sure she will. So. Number two. Uh okay, so my number two is again sort of tied to yours. Cause I I I was uh one I was noting that you know in this one that we're getting celebrity and comic cameos. Now earlier this week, um 
I had read that Megan the Stallion was going to be in She-Hulk. And I was like, okay, so I wasn't sure maybe if you no know, is she showing up like at a restaurant? Like what what was it going to be? Uh, and then like honestly, this was when when dude said that you know he believed that he was dating Megan the Stallion, I'm like, all this talk about Megan the Stallion, she's gonna have to show. Megan is gonna have to show. And then on top of that, oh, she she you know, blurts on Twitter that she's she's in She Hulk. Yeah, and so I was like, okay, so I was like, well, with all the talk, like I wasn't sure if it was just gonna be she shows up in a a memory or what. But then, you know, what we get is, and then, like, this entire episode, like, it, it kind of upped the cameo level because you, you got Emil Blonsky, you got Wong, you got, well, okay, there's one other cameo, and I'm not going to mention that one just yet. But there's another cameo that's a bit of a deep dive that you get. And then you got, I'm like, the fact that, number one, Megan shows up to the court case and I just, and I, I mean, and Megan happens to be there in the courtroom when Jen just tears the guy down, just that he was so delusional that he actually would believe that he was dating Megan the stallion, uh, just because that's just who he is. The judge agreed with it. And then, and then on top of that, Jen gets her as a client. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, her boss comes up. Jen and Megan are in Jen's office dancing, and you know, uh, doing a, one of Megan's signature moves. And the you know, he walks up and he's like, "Well, that's a lot of money. I'm okay with it." Just turns around, and walks away. <laughs> oh, what one of the things I liked about it is uh, she mentioned Megan mentions to Jennifer, and you're you're the best attorney I've had yet. And all of a sudden, she goes into a little Hulk rage. I'll kill anyone for you. No, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Don't need <laughs> that. Calm yet. down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and it, you know, this was something that was interesting too because this is the episode that Jen Jen struggles with. Well, okay, I don't like to say struggles. Jen wants to be respected as an attorney. Yeah. And and now you you could tell that she's not really she like she Hulk is a, is a second thought for her, you know. But then uh, but then again, you know that's why you know she gets hired, and you know and even um, even her uh, paralegal is telling her, look, this is why you get hired. This is why you're getting noticed. Take control of the narrative. Give them the story. Because, you know, they turned around. They said that she, she was pregnant with Abomination's baby. And that she got rejected by the Avengers. And I'm like, although they did do another, they did a bit of a nod to a Savage She-Hulk when they asked her if she got her powers from the Mafia. Yeah. Because, like, in the comics, the accident happened because I think her dad basically got became the target of the mafia as she was injured in the in a, in a car accident uh and that's where everything just goes from there so i i'm loving the is even with all the other stuff going on or and the fact that they kind of took but didn't just kind of do it they took 
all of the negative uh, all the negative um, feedback about the show and all the stuff that people are saying, they took that and they threw it right there on the screen, right back in the faces and said, okay, I know this is what you're saying, you know? It was, uh, which actually I just totally did tangent off of what my number two was, but saying all that to say, uh, it, it, are they if they are they just going to keep upping the ante with the cameos? I, I, you know, and I know there's more coming, and oh yeah. Although I still I I know whose show it is, so you know I I know that I'm not there for the cameos. I'm there for Jen Walters, you know. But you know what? The cameos are a bonus. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, my number two ties in with yours, and how much. <laughs> And it, and it shows how even now, how the media twists things up and makes things their own story. Mm-hmm. Because you got that one reporter right there by the gate as she's going in for the first time uh, to talk to Emil about the breakouts. And, uh, and the one there, there's the, this one male reporter who's going, is it true that you got turned down by the Avengers? Well, she blows past him. Jennifer blows past him, blows past the other one, and she goes, oh, this just in. Rumor has it she was turned down by the Avengers. What? Yeah, just I, because it got brought yeah. up. It was brought up as a question from, from one person and is now being brought up as a, as fact, a fact. Or a rumor. Yeah. And, a then, rumor. and then later, as you said, oh, She-Hulk's pregnant with Abomination's baby. Like, and and, and, and uh, a legal assistant. What's her name? Natalie? Mm-hmm. You know, tells her, well, you need to do these interviews. You know, because Jennifer's going, I just want to be alone. I, you know, once this case is over, I just want to be left alone. I'm looking forward to it. And Allie's like, uh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Sorry, no. too late. Uh, so, you know, she's told, you need to go out and hit some of these interviews. Yes. And uh, it's like, okay. So when she finally does one, you now the whole, you know, was it true? You got your powers from the mafia. Then it cuts. And goes, okay, when we come back after this commercial, we're going to find out. About her diet and her workout, like say what? Yeah, she said what? Like there was no. <laughs> what does this have to do with anything? You know, and, and I, it it does. Yeah, I, I I just have to point it out. It's true because that's what happens. You know, it, it's not. You know, they're not they're not talking to her about you know what is it like to be the head of a super a superpowered law division. Right. Uh, legal division. They're not asking her about how did you put together a case that uh, got uh, Emil Blonsky his freedom. It, it's reduced to fashion and diet. Yeah, you know, you're like, okay, all right, it's or diet and workout. Like, okay, whatever. The, the way but, the whole thing's done is, is brilliant. It is. It it really is, and the thing is, it's still a fun show, and it's having fun. It. it I told somebody today, it feels like you're watching Sensational She-Hulk. Like, yeah. you know, it like a Sensational She-Hulk for as funny as it was, it throws a lot of stuff into your face for you to think about. But it's not it's not done in a mean way, but it's there for you to see and for you to kind of realize how crazy things are, you know? Yep. Um, and good, to, and, and you know what? Good writing does that. Great writing does that, and this show has it. Uh, so 
you know, yeah, I, 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 I can, I could go on. I, I could go on about that, but yeah. So yeah, I, I'm digging everything, how this is all being played out. Yes. Yes. So. Um, I, I, I'm, I, you know, and I know, I mean, how many, how many episodes is it? Go- is it six? Nine, or is it eight? Nine. Nine. Okay, good. So, so I'm not, we're not at the halfway mark. So nope. I don't have to start being sad yet. Okay. I'm nope. good. <laughs> but number one. So number one, we get the wrecking crew. All right. And so I, now here's the thing, y'all like the wrecking crew is one of those teams. I guess you call it a team that it's sort of like when they show up, you're like, you kind of roll your eyes. Like, oh, crap. You guys again. And that's pretty much what most most heroes who had to deal with them. They're they're just powerful enough to be a nuisance is what they are. Um, so I was not expecting to see the wrecking crew. You know, at least not here. Like, I figured if I was going to see him, it was going to be in a either a, a Thor or an Asgard, um, Asgardian adjacent show. Um, but that wasn't the case. So, you know, we got the Wrecking Crew. Um, I have some theories as to how and why we get them. Um and uh, because it, it seems they're definitely they are there for some type of agenda, right? Yeah. Uh, my number one was every, everything that went with with uh with Wong. Ah, yes. He shows up in the wrong place the first time, not her office, but where she's at Holiday's mm-hmm. office, which helped get her out of having to deal with Dennis. And then he shows up late for um for his testimony. Mm-hmm. And but he stays and sees everything that goes down with um, Emil changing into abomination. Does nothing because you know Emil, Jennifer is able to talk abomination back down into Emil, right? Which, which is I think what seals the deal for a case. But then when the right. probation board looks at him and goes, uh, uh, "You know, you admitted to a crime," he goes, uh, "Yeah, I gotta go." <laughs> oh, so portal <laughs> runs. Out. I love that he did that. He just like got. I gotta go. <laughs> Catch me if you can. <laughs> <laughs> I like you know he he's the sorcerer supreme. What are you gonna do? Yeah, you know. I mean, I yeah. I mean, what you do? Take away the sling ring or something? I, I mean, I'm pretty sure he has a spell that can get him out. Whatever. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. So um yeah. Any honorable mentions? Any honorable uh, mentions to add, gentlemen? Thanks, sir. A little late on that. Either that or I jumped uh, the gun on you. Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Uh, See, I, w- I would say, for me, the, the end credit scene. Yes, yes. But the sad part is I don't remember it. Uh, the end credit scene was... Um, I'm trying to you're, remember. You're almost the same way. I mean, it was good, but it wasn't memorable like the like the previous two. Uh, Try to remember what was it? So it was She Hulk. It, no, it wasn't them sitting there drinking because that happened. Mm-mm. That was towards the towards the end of the episode. Let me see. What what was it? I... Yeah, because she she left the bar, and as she's leaving the bar, then the wrecking crew. All right, and then it's like I was so focused oh, on the end credit scene is uh what the scene with Megan. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, because she's signing. Yeah, she she's signing, and then you know, then the dance scene. Yeah, that was yeah. Hmm. See, it, yeah. To me, that was one of those. It, it almost seems like it's part of the show, not an end credit scene. And, you know, that was the, you know. And see, here's something else that I've noticed about the show. Pay attention to the animation, the, the art credit. pieces at yeah. the end. It, it um, it, it, it it's like you said, like those end pieces. The, those art pieces, it links to like it all feels like one big show now. Like that and that that end credit scene is it's not an end credit scene anymore. It's just like one big show, you know. Yeah, but the the whole thing with um, the artwork almost teases a little bit of what happens after that episode. It bridges yes. the gap to the next episode. Yes, yes, it does. Yeah, because in this week's we see Emil on the release bus. Right. Right. So, and you, and you also you you see uh, the the lawyer dude uh, on a date with the woman that he believed to be Megan the Stallion. Again, yeah, yeah. It's so. like you didn't you learn your lesson the first time? No, no, no. He didn't because you know he has a thing for older women. Uh, apparently so, especially older <laughs> elves. <laughs> so, so yeah. Well, cool. Any. Any other final thoughts for the week? No, I am all thoughted out. I, well, I'll be honest with you. I'm still probably – I'm still low-key thinking about that uh, that Nick Fury needle gun that I really shouldn't have looked at. So – but, you know, <laughs> whatever. That's fine. <laughs> not my fault. It's – I'm just going to say. Tell Don, not my fault. All right. <laughs> but you can get it for 15% off with code WINGEEKS15. I, I got I got to replace the radio in my vehicle, so I'm not going to be able to justify. <laughs> you don't need a radio. I'm not going to be able to justify a needle gun that doesn't shoot needles. So you don't need a radio, not when you've got uh, the other. Well, yeah, but in my in my Jeep, like uh, if the if with the audio going like the audio goes in and out, and so like now it messes with my Bluetooth. So yeah. All right. It's all tied together. It's all the, it's all connected. It's all connected. <laughs> it's all connected. <laughs> so, oh, cool. Um, again, check out the homepage, MightyMarvelGeeks.net. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at MarvelGeeks or on Instagram at MightyMarvelGeeks. Uh, email us, MightyMarvelGeeks at gmail.com. Um, we want to hear from you guys. We'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, She-Hulk on whatever like next week tell us about what you thought of the episode or tell us what you liked about this week's episode and we'll talk about it next week uh send us your uh, if you have any questions for us uh that you want us to talk about uh do that as well um other than that thursday if you would please thank you for pressing the self-destruct button have a nice day just kidding (sighs) it's just time to go dark I'll say that was another successful countdown, gentlemen.